If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Do you like astrology, Louis Armstrong, or string cheese? I love all of those things, but that's not what this podcast is about. I believe time is valuable and how we spend it matters. That's why I've aggregated a decade of experience running my business and my passion for personal growth into short 10-minute episodes. This is Photo Business Help. Join me, Natalie Jennings, twice a week for lessons on everything I've learned on my journey from high school teacher to full-time photographer and business coach. I'll dive into marketing, meditation, and content creation, photography basics and organization, and the power of a healthy mind, body, and spirit connection. If you want to grow in business and live a better life, join our community of motivated, open-minded creatives. Let's do the podcast now. Is that good? Howdy, howdy, and happy summer. At least in the Northern Hemisphere here in Minnesota, the State Fair is in full swing, which if you're not familiar with the Minnesota State Fair, it's the second largest state fair in the country next to, I think, Dallas. So it's huge. There's tons of cool things to do, and I'm looking forward to heading there myself. Summer in the Northern Hemisphere means it's not freezing outside at night, which also means that it's a great time for astrophotography. As you listen today, I'm in Northern Minnesota near Lake Mille Lacs, Brainerd area with some of my chosen family, my dear sister friends and their partners and my partner for our annual summer gathering. We'll be swimming, doing the bonfire thing, long walks, and basic cabin bliss. So if you listen to the last episode on batching, then you'll know that I've batch scheduled this so that I can relax a little and enjoy the final days of Minnesota summer. Another killer reason to head out of the city, besides the peace and quiet, is the starry night sky. Man, is it fun to see a sky with very little light pollution. And... The northern sky where I'm hanging out this week is where I tried my hand at astrophotography for the first time. So maybe you're like this as well, but sometimes I turn away from learning something at first because it feels kind of intimidating. In fact, I might not even realize that it's intimidating at the time or that I'm avoiding it, but later I realize that's exactly what happened. And that's what happened to me when I came across astrophotography. In fact, it took me over five years to even try astrophotography, first because of gear limitations, then because it just seemed like a lot to figure out. But it's not. I'm not lazy, definitely not. But I do get intimidated when confronted with a new technique that feels like it contains a lot of moving parts. And it sounds silly to even say this because I know that repetition is the key to truly learning and then mastering any new skill. I mean, how many times did you say your ABCs before you got them down? Anyway, today I'd like to share with you five basic steps to get started shooting the stars. If you'd like a copy of everything I chat about today, instead of just listening to it, you can head to jennings.photo forward slash bundle for a PDF download of this guide, the beginner's guide to astrophotography. 
and every other PDF I've offered so far on the show. There's all kinds of stuff in there. It's all free and it's all there to help. So jennings.photo forward slash bundle for this guide and others too, including one on double exposure photography and some really cool stuff um, about finding your ideal client. Jennings.photo forward slash bundle for these five steps if you want to keep them handy. Okay, astrophotography. The first thing that you'll need to do this is a tripod. I don't use a tripod ever, so uh, this is really the only time I use one, and it seems obvious, but it's really long exposures when you're out there under the night sky, so having a stable camera is essential. You may be able to set your camera down. Um, I've done it where I just set my camera down on the ground and have it on a delayed timer, but obviously with a tripod, you're going to have way more options. It's better for your camera, and it's a lot easier to have a stable place for your camera. The next thing that you need for a great shot of the Milky Way is good weather. Also seems pretty obvious, but it's definitely something to think about if you're taking a long hike to a remote locale and uh, you want to do something really cool like that. Definitely want to check the weather. You also want to be aware of full moon versus new moon. Um, A full moon is way brighter than you think when you are doing long exposures. So those are a couple things to think about. Number three, ambient light. In the sample photo on the PDF guide at jennings.photo forward slash bundle, you can see ambient light coming from houses on the other side of the lake. I took a photo from um, just the lake shore. Those lights in uh, to the naked eye were barely visible. So extend your shutter speed and any tiny lights in the distance become much brighter and sometimes really magical. I think they work really, really well with this photo in particular. So if you want to check out the photo I'm talking about, you can just download the PDF at jennings.photo forward slash bundle. Keep in mind what's around you because anything that's bright will become way, way brighter. I've played around with bonfires and the stars and lights kind of in a distance and the stars. So you can you can do all kinds of really cool things. So ambient light is number three. Number four, interesting framing. So I'm all for straight up shots of the stars in the Milky Way, but if you want a shot with a little more intrigue, try framing your sky with some trees or buildings to make things a little more dramatic and dynamic to the viewer. And number five, proper settings. So this is the the technical piece that you guys are probably most interested in. Every situation is going to be a little bit different, so you're going to want to play around uh, with your settings depending on the ambient light that's available and how dark it is, how light it is. But here are the settings that I used for the cover of the PDF. I was using my Canon 5D Mark IV. I had the ISO at 4000 with a 28 millimeter lens. My f-stop was 2.5, shutter speed 10 seconds. So once again, ISO 4000, 28 millimeter lens, 2.5 at 10 seconds of exposure. Once again, if you are interested in giving this a shot yourself, no pun intended, you can head to jennings.photo forward slash bundle where you can grab this beginner's guide and you can get all of the settings that I use as well as a peek at the image I've been referring to during this show. Jennings.photo forward slash bundle for the astrophotography beginner's guide. Thank you for listening And thank you for being a part of this community. I really appreciate it. And if you do 
give the stars a shot. I would love to see what you come up with. Feel free to share it in the Facebook group or just send me a note. Until next time and all that you want to achieve, remember that consistency is key.